Welcome. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I host a weekly radio show that gets turned into this podcast, the one you're listening to right now. If you're an early riser, you can listen live every Monday starting at 7 a.m. on WPRK 91.5 FM. It also streams on WPRK.org, or you can simply subscribe to the podcast wherever you subscribe to them. Regardless of where you listen, the show is about people from the Orlando area who are doing something neat. This episode's neat person is Luke Belasia. Luke wants to know what bear meat tastes like, so he wrote a play. Sorry, that's not fully accurate. He wanted to get a date through OkCupid and said in his profile that he wanted to taste a bear. Sorry, that's not the full story either. Maybe see his show at the Fringe, How to Eat a Bear? And as always, for more on Luke and all of the other guests, please visit toacertaindegree.com. And now, on with the show. Stella Starr on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Good morning. You're listening to A Certain Degree. My name is Nick. I'm so glad to be here. I'm so glad to be here with you. Me? No, with the people who are listening. Uh, Sorry, don't talk yet. I'll take it personally. Okay. Can you get right up on that microphone? I can. Okay, great. Yeah. Hey, good morning, Luke. Hello. My name is Nick. I do this every week, and every week I have a very special guest. You're listening to a certain degree, by the way. I know. And Luke Belasia. Yeah, I know. Belasia? Yeah. Did I say it right? Yeah, yeah. Great. Pretty much. Wait. Yeah. How do you say it? That's how I say it. Okay. Yeah. Very, very... <laughs> Everyone it, says it differently. People in my family say it differently. Well, yeah, of course. They're in your family. So we just heard from Stella Star that was my Coco. I know. Great. I know and, now. And uh, we're going to be talking to Luke all morning here. I do this every week, um, and I want to get to know people better. So that's why Luke is on. I actually got to interview Luke for the Downtown Community Paper uh, article that's about right. the Fringe Festival, which you are in with your show. How to eat a bear? Yeah, yes. I am in it. Yeah, you are. You're yeah. in the you're in the thick of things right I now. I know. What am I doing? <laughs> Why did I think I could do this? That's what we're gonna find out. So let's get to know you a little bit better first. We're gonna play a game. Okay. It's kind of a twenty questions game, but instead of saying yes or no, up or down, we have a new twist this week. We're gonna play the lion, the witch, or the wardrobe. <laughs> okay. The reason for this is what I've been noticing is some people are like I'll bring up a topic whatever it is, let's say sandwiches. And some people uh, feel strongly about it one way or the other, yes or no. Mm-hmm. And some people are right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. So I can't imagine feeling strongly about a sandwich. It seems like you would. Unless it has mayonnaise on it, then I'm strongly against it. Against it. So yeah. you would be, in that case, wardrobe Okay. for it. Okay, so wardrobe is a no. Wardrobe is-, wardrobe is no thank you 100%. The lion, because who wardrobes are inherently frightening. Like anytime you see one, you're like, okay, where is this a portal to? Yeah, right. Yeah. And so you don't want those in your house, around your house, near your house, under your house, or any of the other prepositions. It's got the word war in it. It does. And robe. Yeah. I just threw Uh, up on my mouth. Lions are great. I think we should just keep remaking live-action lion movies. I'm <laughs> okay. really looking forward to that one. 
And then witches are right, to me, right in the center of those two things. You think so? A little bit scary, but a little bit, I would like some more witch movies. Okay. okay. So that's where we're at. The Lion, The Witch, or The, or wardrobe. the wardrobe. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? I am 100% ready. Okay. First question. It's coming up. Summer break. When you were a kid, how did you feel about that? Oh, the Lion, man. The Witch, or The Wardrobe? A uh, Lion. When I was a kid, yeah. Because yeah. that was my birthday as well during summer break. So it, it so kind of kicked have that things off. Birthday during the year and everybody celebrated and your mom brought cupcakes in. Uh, no, no. Yeah, my birthday is in May. So um, it was always kind of just kind of what kicked off summer. Okay. And it was always fun. So you, you were born on Memorial Day? <laughs> yep. 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 Very nice. I think so. So we'll celebrate your birthday. It's actually pretty close to Memorial Day. As we always yeah. do yeah. by uh, not by doing birth. anything. Yeah. 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 Great. Good. How do you feel about driverless cars? The I'm, Lion, I the am Witch, definitely. The Can I, let me just give you the I'd options rather you again. didn't. Okay. Great. Driverless cars. <laughs> <laughs> your look of disdain on your face was great. Um, well, at least it was on my face this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm lying. You're lying. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Anything so, that will permit me to be lazier, right, is good. It, that's that's what you look for in technology. Yeah. Okay. I don't. I don't want to drive. I hate driving. It's. It's not fun for you? No. Okay. It's the and worst. If you could sit back, relax, and enjoy. If I could have a driverless car and be an Uber driver at the same time, I could just, you know, sit back and relax. And, and just, just rake and, the and money just, in. And just rake in the money. Yeah. No, that makes a yeah. lot of sense. Actually, you don't even need to be in the car, right? I won't. If I'll, I'll be in just... the trunk sleeping. <laughs> yeah, the driverless car pulls up. Just in case they need you, you're in the trunk. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I wanna, so, I'm going to be a little responsible with it. Right. No, I, I'm, that makes sense. You're not at home like some other Uber driverless car drivers. No, I'm not like them. <laughs> would you, uh, no, but in all seriousness, would you get in one right now? Would if somebody yeah. said, this is maybe driverless Uber and it'll take you to the airport? That would be so fascinating. I yeah. can't say no to that. Okay. Yeah. Are you an early adopter typically of technology? Um, I'm too poor to be. <laughs> so no, because technology is usually expensive and costs money. Yep. At first, and especially. I'm, you know, yeah. I'm not a millionaire. I can't afford, you know, I don't, I don't have 20 bucks. Right. So you haven't hit it big at Fringe yet and become a millionaire. Not yet. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm so holding more. my breath though. Great. Uh, professional wrestling, the lion, the witch, or the wardrobe? <laughs> I mean... As a viewer, I'm going to go with wardrobe. Okay. Just because I, I never watched it. So it, it wasn't always, a big part of your... No, not at all. And so it always seems silly to me. Yeah. But, um, man, John Oliver on his show had a little bit of like the, this huge like... Um, yeah, yeah, it was sort of the main focus of yeah, one of their recent yeah, episodes yeah, of, yeah, uh, yeah. last week tonight. Yeah, and that made me like feel really, really compassionate towards professional wrestlers and uh and, and i liked um uh roddy piper sure just as as an actor yeah you know and I, some good stuff yeah and i like the rock as we all do i don't like any of his movies but i like the rock somehow he's a big listener so he'll okay. be uh interested to hear about that i'm sure okay i can so tell you. okay so the professional wrestling is wardrobe what about professional wrestlers that's gonna be lion okay yeah they're people Great. I like that. I like how we separated yeah. the the people 
from the art. Sure. If you yeah, will. Yeah, yeah. If you want to call it art, I'm sure a lot of people do. Uh, speaking of art, how do you feel about jerky? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with uh, wardrobe. Wardrobe? Yeah. I'm not okay. into it. No. So, and but it's not a witch for you. It's not a, eh, I could take it or leave it. Mm, it's a, I, I am don't not going any. to take it. I don't want any. No thank you jerky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, my mouth is good on its own. Oh, are you talking about jerky or are you talking about just I'm ta- in general? I'm talking about jerky. Well I, well, I guess I'm, yeah, I'm not hungry right now, so no thanks okay. on the jerky. Your mouth is good on your own. Good. Yeah. How long have you lived in Florida? Uh, 33 years, almost 34 years. The, your entire life? Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, you grew up here in Central Florida or was yeah, it some pretty other much. part? Central okay. Florida, yeah, yeah. Winter Springs. So how do you feel about the beach being uh, a Central Floridian? That's a wardrobe for me. Oh, really? I have not been to the beach in years and I'm okay with it. I don't want to go. It's dirty. There's dirt everywhere. There is, uh, we call it sand. Well, you can call it dirt. Yeah. It's fine. It's very, it's very dirty sand. It is. It gets all over the place. It's filthy. Yeah. You don't know what's in it. The water's dirty. Can't see anything. I'm terrified of sea life. That's real. Your, your terror or the sea life or both? Yeah. I'm, I'm very scared of terror in general. Mm -hmm. And then what causes the terror is the sea life. Is that the only cause of terror in your life? Uh, I'm also scared of frogs and lizards. Okay. And the Fringe Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Colonizing Mars. Um, I think Lion. Would Just, you go? Uh, I mean, if I can fight an alien, then yes. Okay, so that's the like If I get a laser gun, yeah. then like I'm in. Do you feel like there's a security issue with going to Mars that we haven't really considered yet? Because no one's talking about... Well, I mean, if they're just giving laser guns out to anyone like me, then yeah, it's a security issue. Well, no one's talking about weaponry that might be needed for protection on Mars. Sure. Yeah, exactly. We're talking about... Let's let's just go through it. How to get there. Mm -hmm. What we're going to eat when we're there. Potatoes. Obviously, potatoes. I mean, I didn't want to say it. Yeah, I didn't want to say it out loud, but obviously, potatoes. And then how we might get back. No one's talking about weaponry in any of that. Mm. So it's yeah. a great point that you're bringing yeah. up. I need a laser gun. Yeah. If I'm going to be a spacefaring adventurer, then I need a laser gun. It's a good point. Okay, great. I need so to we'll complete look the look. Into that. Uh, zombies. Zombies. That's a wardrobe for me. Uh, don't like the movies with zombies. Don't like the. We've had lines. enough. We, That's enough done. with the zombies. I think. Okay. I mean, they're not going to stop. But Hollywood, we're putting you on notice, though. Yeah. Luke Look and out. I, yeah. Because I have spoken. That's that's a good point. You you really have. Uh, how do you feel about cursive? The writing style, not that's the a band. wardrobe. That's a wardrobe. That's a wardrobe. Did you have to learn it when you were in school? Yeah, and I think it's ugly. Yours or in general? I think all cursive is ugly. Why do you say that? It's just so, it's trying so hard to be fancy and it's just, it's it's just not doing, it's so ugly. I think it's so clunky. It's not readable. Even if it's legible, it's not very readable. So it's being fake in your eyes. Yeah. 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 Well, who does it think it is? Hoity toity. It does have some toity. It's got lots of toity. It does have some toity. Okay. Tiny houses. 
Well, f- uh, in ge- I mean, as a concept, that's a lion. I think that's cool. Okay. But for me, that's a wardrobe. Do you have a lot of stuff? I have I have dogs. Okay. For one, so it like yeah, definitely so it would be difficult. Work. Yeah, like they would unless hate they it. had their own tiny house. <laughs> sure. Which, so you could have a lot with two tiny houses, one for your dogs and one for you and your wife. Yeah, I guess they like to run. Well, they could go outside. Well, do they run in the house? Yeah. Okay. I like throw a frisbee in the house <laughs> and they catch it. And, yeah. All right. Yeah, well, great. You get that. That you get that big house. Yeah. Well. And I also Apparently. have like a like a like drums. Where am I going to put drums in a tiny house? Uh, you know, I wanted to start making tiny houses out of your stuff. Out of my so, stuff. Yeah. So the idea is that what's one of everybody one of the concerns, right, of moving into a tiny house is you know I have all these things like books. Okay. Uh, so we would make the walls. If you had a lot of books, for example, we would make the walls out of the books. So you could just go up to a wall and open up a book. Okay. So we could use the drums as the wall as the ceiling so you could just drum whenever you wanted yeah yeah neil pert's dream yeah yeah so does that appeal to you a little bit more uh no okay great uh (laughs) going back to the idea of the tiny house though that sort of uh you know declutter your life Mm -hmm. and minimalist lifestyle um, does that appeal to you on some level yeah for sure uh a few years ago I tried and failed to move to Los Angeles, and in the process, Did you miss? I, I I ended up. I don't know how I ended up in Japan. Okay, yeah, I, I happens, was in a car. That happens a lot. I mean, not not everybody realizes it. Like you go, you have this dream. I'm going to New York. I'm going to yeah. Chicago. I'm going to Des Moines. Um, you don't always hit it. I don't feel as bad now. Then okay, yeah. no, no, no. You shouldn't. Okay, okay, good. but yeah. Um, but when I when I moved in the process of that, I sold almost everything I owned, and I'm a huge I was a huge comic book collector. I guess I still am, but um, yeah, I uh, I sold almost everything, and it, and it felt good. You, you know? felt lighter. You felt less encumbered. Yeah, yeah. It felt. I don't. I can't. It's a weird feeling to just mm-hmm. get rid of stuff that you don't need. But I mean, like you don't need to own everything that you like. And I think that felt uh, that felt good to learn. So you got back, and did you have to go track down all your stuff, or were you just like, "I'm just going to start over"? I kind of started over. Okay. Yeah, but but uh, but I've taken a lot a different approach to it. Like I I don't collect as much. I don't just hoard as much. I don't. I not that I hoarded, but I don't know. I don't have as much stuff as I used to. Okay. Just because I don't feel like I need it. After getting rid of it, you know. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. Great. How do you feel about Disney remakes of cartoons? So live action remakes. Um, maybe which. Okay. It depends on on which one. Oh, gotcha. I mean, and also I think I don't see a need for it, but it's it is kind of cool. Like I'm looking forward to Aladdin. Are you? Yeah. So that was one that came out probably when you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, and and like I I still have the original if I if I want it if if I if if the movie's terrible then like I'm gonna I I'll always have that original. You'll like, just forget completely that the remake was made. If it's terrible, then sure, you just push yeah, it right yeah, out of yeah. your mind. But I don't think it'll be terrible. I think it'll be good. 
Um, like Jungle Book was okay, but the original I love. And so I'll always have that. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Oh, I think most of, in most cases, you're never going to, you're never going to like beat the original, but you know, it's fun to try. I, I think we should always be trying to beat the original. Okay, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good life. Great. Good life goal. Last question for now. <gasps> Cobbler. Last one. I'm going to draw this out because it's the last one. I don't want it to end. The dessert. So this is an interesting one, and I wanted to ask you specifically about this because <laughs> I sat down with you for an interview uh-huh. for the downtown community paper. We're talking about Fringe and the lottery process. So not many people realize that to get into Fringe, you have to actually win a lottery right right you know so 100 240 spots and 350 applicants so you were very lucky uh this year you were actually applied the year before as well Uh and did not win right so you're one for two yeah nice job i'm doing all right you're batting 500 if i knew what that meant but i think i do okay okay so you Uh, don't know i don't know what that means so it's it's a totally lost yeah it's a it's a sports reference oh yeah I can't remember which sport. I don't know what that is. In any case, uh, so what I didn't realize, I met you at Infusion Tea, which is lovely, and I uh, got you, I had an extra couple of bucks, so I got you a macaron. You did. And uh, It's not a macaroon? No, a macaroon is a different kind of cookie. That's confusing. It really is. (laughs) Um, But you have a series of videos on your site uh, and on YouTube under the name Crafty McVillain Mm -hmm. uh, about eating things that you haven't eaten before. Right. And pie was one of them. Pie was one of them. I never had pie before. I tried pie for the first time like last month and I filled it. Yeah, it was, it's, I'm not going to spoil it. Sure. Because this is a no spoilers kind of show. Uh, other than Avengers and uh, Game of Thrones, obviously. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the, that in, in great detail. But your video um, was pretty interesting and pretty entertaining when you have that situation, somebody who's never tried something, trying it for the first well, time. Well, thank you. So uh, Usually when I make things, I have no idea why anyone would watch them, and that was one of them. And, <laughs> but, but hey, I mean, it was, it was kind of fun to make. And um, apparently people think it's interesting. But yeah, I had never tried pie. I've never tried cobbler. I don't think I'd like it. It's very similar to pie in terms of texture. So if pie right. is, uh, you know, crust and then some sort of filling and then a crust on top, it's very orderly. Okay. Uh, you know kind of what you're getting. With a cobbler, it's more of a deconstructed pie. Okay, so like so a like a fruit. mother bird chewed it up, a, a and bit, spit it yeah. out. Yeah, and then is now feeding me it the baby bird. An excellent way of describing cobbler. Okay. I think anybody who makes cobbler would describe it that way. I don't want to eat the saliva though. There is no saliva in this case. You just you just agreed with me though. Well, you cook it down. Okay, so the saliva burns out. Uh, okay, yeah. Well, I think that's how it works. Well, like then, you no, then no deal. No deal. Not if you, it's burned out. Yeah, I don't know. You don't want burnt saliva no. in your food. No. That makes a lot of but sense. But no, I think I think the, the texture of pie was the least agreeable part of the pie by far for me. <laughs> so. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you wouldn't like that that much. All right, very good. Luke Belasia is here. Uh, we're talking about his show, How to Eat a Bear. You're going to have five shows at the Fringe. I am. And that starts uh, next week. 
Does it? The 14th. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's too soon. A week from tomorrow, if I am yeah. doing my math correctly. Yeah. Oh, my, my first show was on the 15th. So Great. So next Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, you can learn more about Luke in a number of different places. Obviously, what I would encourage you to do is go to the Fringe Festival site. You can buy tickets right now. Go get your tickets for How to Eat a Bear. That is true. Uh, but you can also see him on Crafty McVillain. Dot com. I'm not going to spell it because it's pretty obvious how I think you would spell it. Yeah, everything's spelled correctly. Yeah, but uh, one of the other things you do, you do a series of YouTube videos. This is actually your first stage play, right? Yeah, it is. So um, you're a creative, and one of the other things you do is music. Yeah, yeah, I make music. Yeah. Sometimes and it's so, fun. Uh, why don't we listen to one of your songs, and yeah. we'll come back and talk a little bit about it. Which one should we listen to first? Um, well... I don't know. People like hookers and harlots. Okay. Uh, that that might be a future uh, game for hookers or harlots. Oh, sure. I yeah. thought you were going to say future job opportunity for me. Uh, obviously, I would not say that. Or just a hobby. It could be a hobby. I think it's more likely. Uh, you're listening to A Certain Degree with Luke Blasia. My name is Nick. And this is uh, Hookers and Harlots from an album, would you say? Is that uh, from an album? Yeah, or is it it's just... from my album, um, I'm the King 2. I'm the King. By Crafty McVillain. Number 2 or T-O-O? T-O-O. Great. Yeah. And we'll hear that on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. Shows me heaven, but 
what keeps me in hell So here I will dwell It's here that I'll dwell And I'll never value what you never show So I'll never know I won't ever know And you show me heaven But you keep me in hell So here I will dwell And be just a Hookers and Harlots on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, from the album I'm the King 2. Yeah, that's that's true. That was uh, Crafty McVillain, uh, the alter ego of my guest today, Luke Belasia. Uh, yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, I have to drink a potion. Of to course, as we all do. Yeah. yeah. So it's a Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll sort of yeah, situation. Yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Do you feel like, my name is Nick, you're listening Only to a certain both degree. Evil. Uh, well, yeah. 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 I mean, nobody really caught that in terms of the book and the, in the subsequent movies, but yeah, your alter ego is always the same in terms of, is it chaotic good or. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm straight up chaotic evil. Both of them are are pretty evil. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Uh, Luke has a show coming up at the fringe, but also does a lot of other things. So we're going to talk a little bit more about the show, but, uh, music wise. Okay. Uh, compose. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Record. Mm-hmm. Pretty much all, every step of the way, you, you're doing that yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I've, I've found that it's, it's easier almost to just kind of rely on myself rather than other people. And um, I mean, I love collaborating. It's always so much fun. But sometimes people, especially creative types, are a little flaky. Mm-hmm. Um, not to put anyone on blast, but... Uh, it, that's just the truth. <laughs> I appreciate you not saying anything about yeah. me there. Well, yeah, it was strongly hinted. I yeah. winked aggressively. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I, feel, I don't know. Like it, a lot of times it's easier just to kind of learn how to do something yourself rather than either uh, feeling bad about like, hey, can you teach me how to do this? Or, hey, can you do me a f- huge favor? Huge and, right, right. You know, like I don't want to put anyone out. And so I usually just tend to learn how to do stuff by myself and hope it's good enough. Where did the music part of it come from for you? Like, why did you start doing that? Um, I don't know that it was a choice as douchey as that sounds. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I just get ideas for them and, and the ideas just never stop. And so I have to, I have to get them out. I have to release them 
Yeah. Were you in band as a kid? Did you take any no. lessons um, as a uh, I, child? I never did. I guess as a kid, I, I wasn't very musical okay. or musically inclined at all. I Some would argue I'm still not. But I, um, I as a teenager, I... <laughs> I was really into rap and um and I I went to a recording studio and like that was when I was like 17 16 or 17 you just walked in I just walked in and you found one yeah yeah and um I thought it was a restroom but after after a lengthy legal process I started recording there okay um and no and I I recorded like a little three song little EP there and and I had fun with it and ever since then I've just been kind of really into music and making stuff and it, it's just been snowballing and snowballing and into more and more. And I, I, yeah, I can't get enough making music. From a creative process point of view, like a lot of people would look at that and go, well, I don't have any sort of musical inclination and they would stop themselves from going right. Like they wouldn't go into a recording studio and try that. Sure. What was it that got you over that, maybe that initial kind of anxiety of walking in there and thinking, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not good enough. I'm not any of the things that, um, you know, would. Well, the, the hubris of being a teenager helps the, um, you know, just, I, I don't know. I don't really remember being too self-conscious about it, I guess, because it was mostly comedy. Mm-hmm. And so when it, when you make comedy, it's kind of okay to be a little bad as long as it's mostly funny. And so any, 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 um, was it like full on parody or was it more, it was original. It was and, original. Yeah. And then, um, like, yeah, it was just like three original rap songs that I made and, uh, I just thought they were funny and I really just made them for my friends and they seemed to like it. And so I, I kept going. Nice. Have you re-recorded those three songs since? Actually, or are they out there yes. somewhere? One yeah. of them I did. Yeah. For for I made a comedy rap album with a couple of friends of mine, uh, the Birthday Girls, the crap album, um, and the the song Big Mouth was one of the songs. Yeah. From when you were a kid. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. I wrote that when I was like sixteen. Uh, May sixth. Sorry, I'm going to segue awkwardly because that's what I'm known for. Is that what today is? It is today, and people were born on this day throughout history. Yeah. Right. No, it's true. Prove it. Even before they knew which day it is. Because there was a time where we didn't know what day it was. That's not possible. You you don't want to imagine that? You don't want to think about that? It hurts my brain. Okay. To think about things. All right. What a time that must have been. Maybe. Before time. Before time? The land time. before time? What a not time that must have been. In any case, we need to wish some happy birthdays today. It's something I always forget to do. So I appreciate you uh, taking a minute out of your show with me to let me say happy birthday. Well, not much people. of a choice now because you just sprang you really me, can't. Um, some of them are dead, though. So happy birthday, Sigmund Freud. OK, today is his birthday. Is he alive? Um, he's dead. Hmm. He was born in 1856. I feel like I just talked to him. Uh, that, <laughs> maybe you did. So are you a Freud guy or like a um, Carl Jung um, guy? I, Jung. I, I, I barely studied the two of those in my psychology class. So would you say you're a Freud guy or a Helga Hufflepuff guy? <laughs> like which where do you fall in terms of... 
psychoanalysis. Um, I remember like not really agreeing with much of Freud's stuff. Okay. But I don't, I, it, it's been a couple of semesters, so I don't know anymore. <laughs> I've Sometimes a all. podcast is just a podcast. Yeah. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Stanley Morrison is a man near and dear to my heart. He was born in 1889 on May 6th. He was a type designer and he was very big on bringing back typefaces from the Renaissance to the late 18th century. He is credited, you don't think of Stanley Robinson or Morrison, you don't think of Stanley Robinson either, but Stanley Morrison especially, but when you're using typefaces like Gil Sands okay. or Perpetua or Times New Roman. Oh, look at that. That's Stanley right there. He's an icon. Scottish actress Elizabeth Sellers is still with us. She was born in 1923, and I know she's listening. She's a big listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did a lot of stage and TV work. So the reason I bring her up is because she did a television version of the uh, of the show, of the play, of the television story. It's called A Voyage Around My Father. And the reason I bring this up is because it reminded me of your show, How to Eat a Bear, because both of them are... Timeless equally, classics. Equally improbable. Okay. <laughs> Eating a bear or taking a voyage around your father. Okay. It seems weird. Unless your father is a continent. Well, I mean, I feel like that would be island. easy. You could just walk around him. Is that a voyage, though? Uh, I guess not. I mean, you don't even get that many steps in. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's how big he is. I also wanted to bring it up because it was interesting the way the path of that piece, that particular piece of Voyage Around My Father went. It started as a three-episode radio drama. It was then adapted for TV, then it was turned into a stage play, then it was redone for TV, and it recently had uh, a revival as a play in 2006. Interesting. Okay. So How to Eat a Bear okay, yeah. is a play yes. that you're doing for the Fringe Festival this year. That's true. Five shows. Mm-hmm. It started as a, a little joke that I had on an OK Cupid profile. And this is why I was thinking a voyage around my father. Did I tell you about that? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, it's, it's going from medium to medium. Yeah. And eventually I don't know where it'll go. Uh, yeah. Do you know either. where it's going to go? Um, I mean, I, I always imagined it as a web series. Yep. Like originally. Um, so I like it to go there but I don't have money for locations and stuff. Or so, bears. Yeah, or realistic looking bear costumes. So, no. Um, so going back a little bit, How to Eat a Bear is a funny title. So it's catchy. Awesome. So good. that's good. Um, but it did start out as part of your profile right. on a online dating site. Yes, it did. <laughs> as weird as that is. So you were just filling it out, as we all do sometimes. Uh-huh. And you're thinking of ways, or maybe it just came to you, right? It was was it like a bolt yeah, of lightning kind yeah, of it just, inspiration? I often am the only one that finds myself funny, and um, that's mostly the case with my dating profiles. But like, one of the questions on there was, uh, I spend a lot of time thinking about, and then I wrote down, oh, what bear meat might taste like, and I thought that was funny, and then I also. I wrote a bunch of more stuff, but it's kind of spoilery for the play, so I'm not going to divulge here. But that's where it started. And uh, so that turned into when you were first writing it, when you first like returned to that idea of your, you know, thinking of inspiration that we come up with. Your OK Cupid pile is 
um, profile is just as uh, relevant as any other place you might find inspiration. Uh, you started writing it out, but it wasn't a stage play at first, was it? No. Because well, you'd never written any kind of plays before. No, I have not. I, I've written like little little skits and sketches and short films and stuff, but but this was the first thing that I started writing for theater. Um, I, a friend of mine, Caitlin, um, she uh, was stage managing a play, and she's also stage managing this one. And um, when she was doing it for for Fringe a, a couple of years ago, uh, she was really inspired, and she said, uh, and, and and we started talking about uh, what what kind of things we could do with it. And I started throwing out story ideas. And the one that just really made sense for Fringe was How to Eat a Bear. And, uh, yeah, so then I started writing it for that. And I never really got to the stage for writing it for for the web series like I wanted to or the comic book series like I thought I could do because it's cheap. But, um, but once she said theater, it just kind of clicked. Yeah. Yeah. And Fringe is a great way to sort of, for first time uh, writers, for first time actors, for basically anybody to sort of experiment in in a very supportive way. Yeah. So far, everyone that I've met has been really awesome. And, and I, everything that I'm, everything that I've seen from Fringe as just, just as a goer, um, as, as a viewer, I, it's, it's been really, strange and weird which i love that's that's my brand for sure and um and uh yeah every, everyone's just been really cool and really excited talking to me about it and and it's 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 infectious and i i want it in do you feel like it is allowing you to connect with a different group uh, of creatives and people that you may not have had access to before? Yeah, yeah, I've, I've met a, I've met a couple of people already. Um, it hasn't even started, and I've already like feel like I'm I'm like I'm uh, kind of being inducted a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel a little bit like an imposter just because I've never done it before, and I'm just like, oh, here I am with five shows, and all of a sudden, but. Um, but everyone's just really cool and supportive and and I uh, I look forward to you know meeting some new people and and making some new relationships I guess in the writing process um so you know you you're uh, a videographer by trade okay yeah uh, more or less i mean that's one yeah. of the things you do as a uh, you know for a full time gig yeah or one of the things you're looking for so if anybody's yeah. looking for a videographer <gasps> Luke is available that's true and for any of your videography needs, I'm just going to put that out there. I don't know if that's well, true. Well, not any of them. And so A to well, okay, L. any of them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm desperate <laughs> enough. Um, but the writing process for video, uh, because, you know, you're acting for the most part uh, yeah. in the video. When you get to hear the words aloud or when you get to hear the words read by somebody else, for example, um, was that a different type of writing process when it came to the play? Because your you, your audience and their reaction is so immediate. It should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Am I just bringing this up now and you're realizing well, it? Well, I mean, I kind of realized it um, through, well, like like in, in, in theater, uh, you usually have um, one location and, and that's where the thing is set. Yep. Um, 
And then in film, you can do like your characters can go anywhere you want. Like, and, and all you got to do is just jump cut and, it, and it's instantaneous, like just like that. And, um, but with theater, you don't have a lot of locations for your characters to visit because it takes a long time to change scenes and bring out sets. And, uh, that's why I shouldn't have done what I did. But like in this play, there are like something like nine locations, mm-hmm. nine different locations for some reason. It's a, it's a 60 minute play. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay. Yeah, about. Um, and so, uh, I, I, I kind of wish I, I had made it less work for me, but at the same time, I think it's really funny. So I guess I wouldn't change it. And it's your first play. Yeah. So you're going to have those kind of realizations during the course of, uh, you know, so when you started rehearsing, you started thinking about this, you started talking to other people that have a little more experience with theater. Did you cut anything down? Did you, were you like, Um, let me simplify this, this, and this? Not really. Okay. (laughs) Just because like, like there, there's one, there's one location. It lasts about six seconds but it makes me laugh. And so that's why it's staying in. And I it could easily be cut and I could I could save myself a ton of a ton of headaches, but it's funny to me, so I'm not going to do it. I think that's great. I yeah. think that you know, you're sticking to your original vision and you're going to you're going to create something that you're proud of. And yeah. I think that's important yeah. too. So yeah, the learning the learning experience is is wonderful and and important, but you also have to stick to what you think is going to is going to play. Sure, yeah. yeah. And like and it is also a challenge. Like I I I get to kind of work my way through it and and think of okay, well, if I have this location that's only going to be for 6 seconds, what's the quickest way I can get there and what's the quickest way I can get out? And we got it we got it pretty good, you know. We uh it's 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 a very easy set. I'm going to be there timing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It'll be Let me know. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have a stopwatch and a whistle um, because I feel like that's important for an audience member <laughs> to have <laughs> both of those things. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. And I'll just stand. How about this? I'll stand outside your venue as people are walking in. I'll hand them stopwatches and, and whistles. <laughs> I'd rather you didn't. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, talking about your writing process a little bit. I mean, being having a musical background and, and writing songs and stuff mm. when you're writing, do you listen to a lot of music? Do you need to be in silence? How is that process well, for you? Well, before I write, I listen to a lot of music. Um, like I have a whole playlist of for How to Eat a Bear of songs that I listen to um, that just got me in the mood, got me in the right mindset for it, got me in the right emotional set for it, like just kind of to set the tone uh, that I want. And then uh, when I when I am writing, I need... I need silence. Like I can't listen to anything. Uh, if I listen to music, then I'm just I'm going to stop what I'm doing, and I'm just going to focus on whatever I'm listening to. Got it. Um, but I guess in this case, it's a little easier just because I wrote it with my friend Mac Stein, um, who is also starring in it with me and directing it with me. Um, and so when we wrote it, we just kind of it was so easy. It was so easy to do uh, just with him, just because he's so funny and and uh and and we get on the same page and we just we literally just act out scenes and then we okay that was funny let's write it down 
And then we so there's an almost an improv sort of some of it was some yeah. of it was was born right out of improv like like a couple of the scenes um, like I know a lot of the scenes of us in the forest preparing to fight a bear um, was very improved um, and then fine tuned a little bit afterwards but sure but yeah yeah a, a good mixture of sitting down and write to write and then also. Um, standing up and, and just acting it out, I think. And feeling it out. Yeah. It's good though, because that's, I mean, that's part of the process, right? Is in terms of, it may look great on the page, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't sound right, sure, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. And I've always been um, big on writing dialogue. I think it's my favorite thing to write. And it's the thing that um, uh, a lot of writers kind of don't get wrong, but like, it's easy to it's easy to write dialogue that doesn't sound natural mm-hmm. for a lot of people, and and so I always obsess over it, and and, and I want it to sound uh, natural and and um, and in this case funny, um, and and w- and with me and him, our our just our chemistry is 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 pretty good, and so I think uh, getting up to improvise a lot of it kind of helped us out of ruts. Um, just cause if, if we're sitting down writing and we can't think of what to do, if, if we stand up and just do it, then something will come out and almost kind of work it through by yeah. working, you know, almost, it, or would you say you get into sort of the character's head? Yeah. Yeah. And then you just keep going until you have that absolutely aha moment. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Let me go back to sort of the listening to the music beforehand. Cause I think that's, that's really interesting. So I ask this question of a lot of people, cause obviously I'm trying to, uh, steal your essence. <laughs> okay. Find out what works for you. Steal it for myself from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously there's some sort of magic. Well, I'm not that successful, so maybe you yeah, should. It doesn't look matter. Okay. If I steal for, from enough people, then I add all that success together. How dare you, sir? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it never occurred to me to start out by listening to the music and then getting that mindset. When you're listening to that music, are you? Like, what are you doing? Are you puttering around the house? Are you cleaning? Are you walking? Um, no, usually when I'm listening to music, I'm doing nothing except that. Oh, okay. Um, I tend, to, when I listen, to, I take music kind of probably too seriously. Mm-hmm. So when I listen to it, I just, I, I, I just almost have to look at the speakers or like look at a lyric sheet or just kind of phase out and, and, just, and just look at nothing. Or, you know, I, I, I kind of just really focus on what I'm listening to kind of a meditative state. Um, I guess so. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Headphones just, or speakers Depends. really loud. Yeah, yeah. 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 Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm stealing that idea. Let me just write that <laughs> down. Got it. Got it. Uh, okay. So we are almost at the end of the first hour. <gasps> that was already. quick. It goes, I'm a joy to talk to. So, we can find out more about the show and we can actually buy tickets uh, at the Fringe Festival site. Just look up mm-hmm. Orlando Fringe. Yeah. OrlandoFringe.org. Tickets are on sale uh, now and uh, it's called How to Eat a Bear. How to Eat a Bear. There's only five shows. That's right. So you should go and buy at least tickets to one of them as quickly as possible. Please do. Uh, Luke, you can follow him on the social medias. You can find out more about where that is. Uh, you can listen to his music and support him in any number of ways at craftymcvillain.com. 
Uh, you can also just look that up on YouTube and I'm yeah. sure a couple of other places. If you want. As well. So that would be good. Um, I've got a couple of things coming up. I'm just going to mention them really quick because we're at the end of the first hour. Awesome. Uh, but obviously, if you missed any of the show or if you're driving into work and you're going to miss the future part of the show, if this is the only part of the show that you're listening to, you're missing out on some really great stuff. Yeah, it's a really weird thing to fast forward to. Yeah, no, this would be, well, if somebody's just tuning in because oh, it's also a radio yeah, show. That's true. So they just switched the radio station over to 91.5. Maybe it was by accident. Maybe they didn't even realize they're doing it. They heard our dulcet tones. It was fate. And you are here now, but you have to go. I get it. Go to a website called toacertaindegree.com. This episode and all past episodes, this episode will be up next Tuesday. All past episodes are up there. I talk to really incredible people like Luke all the time. Well, yeah. once a week. I don't talk to anybody else. That's why I'm so good at this. Mm. The rest of the week, I don't talk to anybody. Okay, you so really I save, save your it voice. Up yeah. And I'm like, it is all about you because this is going to have to last me a week. Okay. okay. So that's what it's all about. You can also obviously uh, subscribe on any of the podcast networks. Uh, if you go to the site too, maybe you know this already, May 12th, this Sunday is Mother's Day. I have a local gift guide for mom. So some of the gifts of uh, the local artists, musicians, uh, any number of things you might want to get for mom. I do that on there. Uh, next week, Banks Helfrich will be here. He is uh, doing a show at Fringe as well. I, Another yeah, one yeah. you should go see. I'm going to do one of those. And May 14th is the start of Fringe. So it goes from the 14th through the 27th. It's the oldest Fringe in the U.S. Wow. Uh, 28 years. I went to the second one. And so oh, wow. I've been going ever since. Yeah, okay. I'm 106 years old. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, and then I'll be there. Uh, so I'm acting in one show with Banks, but then I will be there in the lobby of the rep and I'll be doing something called Fringe Feels. So I'll have typewriters set up and other things where you can write thank you notes to the performers like Luke. Yeah. If to, I don't get one, I'm going to be sad. Okay. I will absolutely write you one, I'm sure. Okay. Just because I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. This is the first time I'm doing it. So yeah, I'm sure. hoping a lot of people come by. It's really an exercise in gratitude. Okay. Um, because I think that, you know, we could use more of that yeah. in the world. Yeah. I'm not very grateful for anything. Well, fantastic. Uh, I'm going to play a song right now. Uh, I thought this was appropriate. Luke's show, Luke Belagia is here. Uh, his show is called How to Eat a Bear. So this is Lyle Lovett with a live version of his song, Bears, on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. If you live in Central Florida, you may already receive the downtown community paper. If not, it's available at any number of local merchants and online at otownpaper.com. One reason you may want to check it out I write for it. There's a story about the Fringe Festival's lottery process and the terror and thrill that goes along with winning. In upcoming issues, I interview Opera del Sol's Nicole Dupre and the Orlando Magic's Pat Williams. Guess what? A lot of other great writers and good info about what's going on in the downtown area also appear in the magazine and on the website, otownpaper.com. If you like the feel of newsprint, in your hot little hands, and you like information, and you like ink, 
as well. Pick it up. Now back to the show. So life gives you crap, man, what do you do? You make crap a need like I'm doing to you In the form of this song like a steel toe shoe Coming straight at your face at the speed of my two I raise hell, plague yell and take health Waste your brain cells, break banks and take wealth Take the blame hell I'll make and claim wealth Make the pain swell and break your dang self Ten credit cards in my pocket Extreme makeover, I'm gonna flip flop it My ex-girl is giving dirty looks Brian's in the bathroom on Facebook Dirty socks, stinky shoes Back up dog cause I got good news It's Dean Cashflow here to rap for you Now put your hands up like I want you to Put your hands in your pants I wanna see you do that dance Give me that glance, make that stance Come on girl, just take a chance Put your hands in your pants I wanna see you do that dance Give me that glance, make that stance Come on girl, show me a chance So life gives you lemons, man, what do you do? You throw them at your friends till he attacks you And hits you in the face with a steel toe shoe And you hit the ground at the speed of Mach 2 I'm praying up to God, please grant me a mind But on second thought, now I think insanity's fine I'll kick you in the dignity and the behind I'm adamant, I got an adamantium spine Made to perfection, back again You're trying to hang out like we are friends Taking me to dinner, inviting me out And when I say no, then you start to pout I'm making Betty Crocker, yeah, the cupcakes Pop in my VHS, play some duct tapes The Mighty Ducks play, yeah, they're the best And when I play them, I don't even want to watch the rest Put your hands in your pants I want to see you do that dance Give me that glance, make that stance Come on, girl, just take a chance Put your hands in your pants I want to see you do that dance Give me that glance, make that stance Come on, girl, show me a chance So life gives you man, what do you do? You right back till your face turns blue Then you right in the Just in case you wonder, that's not the Never looking cause I'm Even with this ain't nothing to and y'all, cause I'm black. Conan O'Brien on my TV. I did a black flip and drank sweet tea. And I went to the store and I went down south. And I put a Cadbury egg inside my mouth. And I watched a movie and I watched it twice. And I turned it off and I said it was nice. And then a homeless man asked me for $20. And I said I didn't have it. <laughs> put your hands in your pants. I wanna see you do that dance. Give me that glance, make that stance. Come on, girl, just take a chance. Put your hands in your pants. I wanna see you do that dance. Give me that glance, make that stance. Come on, girl, show me a chance. That's trans, dude. The Birthday Girls on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida, with Hypnotic Trance from their album Crap. Yeah, I well, fancy that. Good probably one. shouldn't be driving away listeners with that, but here we are. Well, it's it's probably a good thing to drive them away right before a bad business idea. Okay. So I think that's actually a pretty positive uh, message that we're trying to send out okay. to okay. the world. I have one of the members of the Birthday Girls, uh, a musician also known as Crafty McVillain, uh, writer of director, producer, many other verbs, of a show at the Fringe coming up called How to Eat a Bear. Luke Belagia is yeah. here. Good morning, Luke. That's me. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank and you for having me. Yeah, no, I uh, we met somewhere at some point. Doesn't sound like something I'd do. No, no, that's why I said it with such 
okay. question in my voice because that's not something I usually do either. No? Oh, yeah. All right. So I, I guess I just invited you yeah. on the show or you showed up. Yeah. I, I picked I, you up off the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was dressed provocatively enough. Yep. Full suit, tie. Uh, you have a, what is the thing, pocket square? Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's it's, it's sewed into the pocket, so it's not really... But yeah, you didn't have to tell me that. Yeah, I yeah, would have just true. assumed yeah. you've got your Iron Man glasses. You look good. <laughs> you look really, really oh, good. Thank you. I okay, tried. this is and this is why you're here today is really for the next part of the show, which is of course bad business ideas. Okay. Bad business ideas. It's time to pick just one. It's gonna be totally legal. We hope it won't hurt anyone, so come on, have some fun. Yes, bad business ideas. You know when you're kind of not feeling well and you're fighting throwing up, but you know you'll feel better afterwards? Uh, I, this is the corporate version of that Okay. Feeling. Yeah. Now I'm going to serve up two terrible ideas. And so what you're going to do is help me out. We're going to walk through them and then you're going to pick one. And the reason you're here, Luke, the reason I'm pitching you, besides being so well-dressed, and we'll take some pictures afterwards so people can see this, is I believe you bring a lot to the table (gasps) in terms of business and business acumen because you're, first of all, you're at a literal table right now. Yeah. You are here. And as we all know, 80 to 90% of business is just showing up. Okay. Also of theater and many other things. Uh, second, you speak confidently regardless of your knowledge on a particular topic. Okay. And that is the other 10 to 20% of business <laughs> is what I have found. Just jump in and hope for the best. So just to as a warm-up, uh, because you may have listened to some bad business idea segments in the past, mm-hmm. I try to do this as often as possible to get these ideas l- out of my head. Because if they stay in my head, they stew. And they just fester. You don't want fester That's head. what causes cancer. From my understanding of cancer, everything that I know about it, that is correct. Uh, A company I look up to, let's start out with them and maybe some ways to improve them. Uber. Uber is the embodiment of a bad business idea. It makes a lot of money for very few people. It did not deliver on any of its promises of fair wages or environmental stewardship. (laughs) It not only skirted laws, it actually built in ways to avoid being available to the people who might want to regulate it. That was something called gray ball that they built into their system. So if they saw somebody trying to catch an Uber from like around City Hall, uh, they would actually turn Uber off for them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I could not have done it any better myself is basically wow. what I'm saying. Uh, Uber is approaching their IPO. They're catching a lot of heat for the reasons I mentioned and actually quite a few more. That's just the tip of the iceberg for Uber. How can we help them? Because obviously we want their IPO to be successful. We want more bad businesses out there. I came up with a couple of ideas of other ways they could uh, use their service for good. Uh, So Uberries is one of them. So while you're going to your destination, it drives you through a field so you can pick berries. Okay. (laughs) While you're going there, you're getting out into nature, you're eating healthier. Speaking of eating healthier, Uber Eats. Okay, you know, yeah. You're typically getting well, not great food, maybe some McDonald's here and yeah, there, some other fast foods. So we're going to add to that Uber Eat. So that's part of the Uber Eats program that features judgy drivers. 
uh, who call you out on your order when they deliver it to you. <laughs> okay. A negative reinforcement, okay. I think, is always positive. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uberive. Uh, so when a funeral comes around, you're often not in a position to drive yourself. So that would be where the drivers come in. It's a black car. They're so when you're black. bereaving. Yes. Okay. Yes. Or you're bereft. Okay. Yeah. So Uberft may be also a version of that. Okay. okay. Uh, maybe when you're uh, lacking in something. And then Uber cover. Uh, you send the Uber to somebody's house and you don't want them to know where they're going. Like let's say you've invited somebody over, but you don't want them to know where you live. That's where the Uber driver puts the hood over the passenger's head. Okay. <laughs> As we see in a lot of movies. Yeah. And then I think that uh, obviously is a service that we could use, that Uber could use. So Uber, big listener. Yeah. And if we've learned anything from Uber's many, many lawsuits, it's that drivers can be trusted always to. Always. Yeah. Always to do stuff like that. Luke, may I call you Luke? You may. Great. The Federal Communications Commission is warning people about one ring phone scams. Have you heard about this? No. So a robocaller will dial people and in the middle of the night, it'll ring once and then it'll hang up. And so you're like, oh, this might be important. Maybe this is someone I know. This is a loved one, something along those lines. You call back and no one's there, but this number that you've called is a toll number. So it's not a toll-free number. It's a toll number. So you got to watch out for this. And so obviously genius, right, whoever came up with this. So somebody's already done that. Okay. So what can we do about robocalls with robocalls to help out and maybe even market a few things that we feel passionate about to really make robocalls good again. Again? Again. Okay. They were good at some point. I mean, robots calling you are pretty awesome. So our new company, our new organization, look out for number one. We're going to go ahead and take the number and find numbers that relate to things that we want to promote. Because I don't know if you remember this, the phone number itself, each number has uh, three letters associated Mm -hmm. with it. So obviously everybody's memorized all that. And when they look at a number, the first thing they think of is, oh, what What anagram word does that spell? So if, for example, you get a call from 468, please don't call any of these numbers. Let me put this out there. I don't even know if any of these. I'm going to call them right now. Okay, 468-637-4643. You don't pick up, right? You're, You're a good guy. You're a good man. You're a good person. You don't pick up when you don't recognize the number. Yeah. You yeah, don't recognize that, the mom. number. <laughs> Good job, mom. On Mother's Day, Eve, 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 Eve. Uh, but you don't pick up the number when you don't recognize it. It's not in your phone. So if you saw 468-637-4643 come up on your phone, the first thing you would do is look at it and go. Throw the phone across the room. Oh, that says go to fringe. <laughs> oh, does it? It does. Okay. 763-272-2327 to eat a bear. <gasps> yeah. So we're putting these ideas in people's heads just by calling. They don't I even need see. to pick up. In fact, we don't want them to pick up. I don't even know what we would have on the line if they were to pick yeah. up. Uh, listen, WPRK, which I don't know if that's because I, can't, I couldn't fit the two in there because it has to be a 10-digit mm. number. Okay. So that kind of sounds like, hey, listen, WPRK. But also listen to WPRK. That's 545-836-9775. And as you know, I'll have you guess this one, 585-347-2665. That 
uh, Uptown Girl by Billy Joel. Almost. It's Luke is cool. Oh, I was close. And then 642-547-2665 is Nick is cool. Okay. I don't like that one as much. I could see that. Now, the only issue we would have is that obviously you could go other ways with the words. So, for example, the Luke is cool number could also be Luke is cook. (laughs) Luke, Luke is a muck. Which okay. actually might also be accurate. I am often running amok. Or Luke is book. Uh, <laughs> to eat a bear could also be Poe Crab Far. Okay. Which Very I think, useful. Yeah, well, Edgar Allan Poe wrote a lot of crab-related poems, so Maybe. I think it might be, people might think that you're promoting that instead, which, not a bad thing. Mm. People should be reading more of Poe's works, especially the crab, his, his crab period lasted quite a while and it's profound oh my gosh and then uh go to fringe could also be hot me singe (laughs) it's my favorite chinese food restaurant that is a good one so that's look out for number one that's just the first idea look out for number one what do you think of that idea i mean you gotta be a computer to really read those the way that we want so we would just be robocalling computers yes okay perfect yeah I could do that. You need more computers at your shows. Yeah. Watching your videos. Yeah. Yeah. Going to your websites, thinking you're cool. Yeah. Those robo accounts are how I make my money. Yeah. I could see that. All right. Idea number two. Watching a lot of cooking shows. So this relates to How to Eat a Bear, your show that's coming up at Fringe. Mm -hmm. Five shows at Fringe. You can buy tickets now at OrlandoFringe.org. I'm good at tying stuff in. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Um, I'm fascinated with a lot of the cooking shows that have to do with Japanese cuisine. It's just the level of passion and tradition and perfectionism that I'm never going to have in my cooking. <laughs> but I appreciate it in other cooking. Cookings? I don't know. That sounds right. One episode that I watched, I think it was uh, Mind, of the Sh- Mind of a Chef with David Chang. Uh, they went into great detail about how chefs in Japan prepare and clean fish. Like it is an arduous time-consuming process the way uh the way the fish expires if it's alive when they first bring it in you have to do these cuts and you have to uh debone it this way and do all those sorts of things and they really believe that it makes the fish or the food that they're preparing taste as good as possible Mm. right that's the goal we don't have time for that. You and I, especially. Yeah, I just eat salmon straight out of the river. Do not have time for that. Like a bear. Yes. Does. Uh, well, I have another solution to that. It's called joy sauce. It's a secret formula that no matter how sad or emotionally bereft, there's that word again, the food was when it shuffled off this mortal coil, joy sauce will make it taste happy. Okay, so it's just, is it heroin? No, 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 no. It's not making you happy. Is it LSD? It's making the food taste like it was happy when it died. Okay, Yeah. okay. So the tagline, joy sauce is a good name, but I got a really great tagline for it. It's like eating something that used to be able to smile. (laughs) And that's joy sauce. Okay. (laughs) Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luke Belasia, entrepreneur, yeah, businessman, 
wonderful human. All of those. All of those things. You have two choices. You have two meals, mm-hmm. no pun intended, set before you. Look out for number one, the robocall to computers with secret codes in them to make them do stuff, or joy sauce with possibly the best tagline of any business that's ever been businessed. Which do you choose? Man, I mean, having an animal be happy as it dies is either better or worse. I can't decide which. Well, it doesn't have to be. It just tastes that way. Okay. That's what joy sauce, that's the joy sauce difference. It's reminding me that this creature was capable of happiness and it's going to make me feel really guilty. So huh, I didn't think of that. <laughs> so, so um, man, but I, I do want to taste some happy food. Sure, as we all do. So I guess I guess I'm going with joy sauce. Joy sauce. Yeah. Very nice. Make other people feel guilty. All right, and by being on the show, I don't know if you realize this, you have to now run this organization. Oh, yeah, because you yeah, chose one. Okay. If you had chosen neither one, you actually would have done both. Oh, oh. yeah. So that's how that works. So okay. it's actually better that you chose one because trying to run two companies at one, I'll be honest with you, that's not a really I should good have done the robocall one then because I could have just hit play and then just sit back that and relax. Would have been signif- had you asked me which one would have been easier since you're legally obligated to do one, yeah, that would have been a good question oh, to ask. Oh, man. I have really time wish for you this. asked that earlier. So, I mean, joy sauce isn't going to be that difficult. You have to formulate it. Yeah. You have to experiment with uh, a lot of meats. I've never done any chemistry, so I don't know. Oh, I'm sure it's just going to be like ketchup and mayonnaise. Okay, okay, yeah. sure. Yeah. I both, guess. You're both fans. <laughs> uh, you're a fan of both of those things. I don't think I am. Okay, fair enough. So we'll take this conversation offline. Uh, we'll just talk about when I can expect my first royalty check because obviously I'm not going to be in it at all other than some sort of uh, uh, silent partner. So all the liability and responsibility is yours and half of the profits are mine. So you're treating me like a straight up buster. Yes, you are. I'm Dave. I'm out here working like a buster. I'm Dave, your buster. Is that where you were going? (laughs) I don't think so. Okay. But yeah, I'm just I assume that's how Dave and Buster's works. Okay. Dave is the guy who, and Buster does all the work. Buster does all the work. Yeah. Yeah can't believe I got busted. Dave and Buster, uh, if you're listening, uh, we'll really, we only want to talk to Dave. I, I, I don't really want to talk to Buster. You want to talk to Buster. He's, Dave won't talk to you, but Buster will have to. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. All right, Buster, you can work with Luke on how to get this done. All right, thank you so much, Luke. Uh, let's play a song. We're going to play a song called, let's see. Oh, Mark with a C, local musician Mark with a C. One of these days are going to be your day. One of these are going to be your day. I should say it right. Maybe. From his newest album, I Obscurity, would. on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to A Certain Degree. This episode was recorded live on May 6th, 2019 on WPRK 91.5 FM. You will hear things on WPRK that you won't hear anywhere else. For example, you're getting ready for the weekend. You're working for the weekend even. Tune in for the State of the Scene show on Fridays from 4 to 5 p.m.
Frankie Messina, and a cast of thousands bring you the best live happenings in and around Orlando. That's art. That's music. That's literature. Film. Hats. Not hats. Tune in. Think how much smarter than your friends you will sound. There's always something interesting happening on WPRK, so listen early and often. And now, back to the show. Mark with a C on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. That was from his newest album, Obscurity. And it's also one of the entries on the local gift guide that I put together for Mother's Day. That ties in so well. My name is Nick. Good morning. I do this every week. Every week I have a very special guest. Luke Belagia is here. Yay! Good morning, Luke. You can also get mom uh, some tickets to Fringe. You can take her to Fringe. Mm -hmm. You can see How to Eat a Bear. You can see any of the other wonderful shows that are there. Probably not any of them. You know, I mean, maybe take a look. Yeah. Yeah, mostly mine. Yeah, mostly. If you want to just see, buy tickets for all five performances of How to Eat a Bear. Um, that, I would believe be, that would be baller. If you do that, you get to play the bear in one of the uh, one of the shows. I'll, that, I'll allow it. <laughs> if we're putting it out there yeah. right now. We're breaking news. If you buy tickets to all five of uh, these shows, then I will. I will. <laughs> you'll do, be the bear. I will do horrible things that my wife will not approve of for you. Wow. Okay. Well, we're not going to talk about that. Uh, Luke Belagia is here. He does have a show coming up at Fringe. You should check that out. But right now, we're going to uh, do a pop quiz <gasps> okay. with Simon Time of Simon Time Trivia. He's fantastic. He does trivia around town seven nights a week. That's all of the days of the week, from what I understand. I don't. I don't know if that math holds up. Okay, we'll look into that. Uh, so, listen, there are consequences here. Ooh. You get all five questions right. We are best friends. Okay. We are the best of friends. Like okay. I follow you around, kind of best friends. Four, we're good friends. Three, friends. Okay. Two acquaintances one or fewer if you get only one right or you get zero right i am going to become your bitterest enemy <gasps> trying to actively sabotage you <laughs> including your friendship okay well i don't need any help there great well, let's get started then. all right all right simon let's let's go with the first question hey hey nick this is simon time and i have with me five questions regarding musical albums from the 1990s, my favorite decade of all time. I'll give you the year. I'll give you the album. You give me the artist. Mm. Here we go. Number one, the year was 1991. The album is Nevermind. Who is the artist, band, or duo? All right. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that's Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. You think? I think so. Okay. I think I have it on vinyl. Really? Yeah. Let's check. The answer is Nirvana. 1991 Nirvana's Nevermind. Very nice. One. You got one right. Yes. So you've gone from bitter enemy to still bitter enemy. Okay. But all you need is one more, okay. and you get out of the enemy zone. Okay. <laughs> if I want a bitter enemy, then I've never had a bitter enemy before. Yeah, that's a good point. Might I never really thought that through. So you could just 
below the rest of this. Yes. Yeah. But then you'll look foolish. <laughs> oh. Crap. <laughs> yeah, okay. let's go to the next one. Your second one. A little bit tougher. The year is 1996. The album is called The Score. The Score. The score. 1996. Man. Um... I do not know. So I'm just going to go with a wild guess. Hootie and the Blowfish. Hootie? Hootie. And the Blowfish. Elos Blowfish. Okay, here we go. Simon, is that the correct answer? The answer? The Fugees. The Fugees. So that's, I would say, not close. Well, I mean, kind of. And they're both musical acts? Yeah, they're both 90s. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you are still in bitter <laughs> enemy zone. Bitter enemy. All right. Let's see if we can uh, okay. fix that or stay there. The year was 1993. The album is called Happy Nation. Happy Nation. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know this one. Do you want to take a wild guess? Um, you want to just keep on with Go- well, Hootie and the Blowfish until you get Nation. one right? Happy Nation. Does it sound familiar? Do I know it? Maybe it's in there somewhere. Are you? Do you want to go into your mind palace? Um, yeah, I can go into my mind palace real quick. Okay. Uh, oh, crap. It's empty. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> do you want to go into your mind, mind tiny house? I'd be afraid that it's just empty again. Yeah. I don't okay. want to embarrass myself further. Uh, Happy Nation. I'm going to go with 1993, he said? Yes. <sighs> Maybe it was, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. You too. Okay. The answer, Ace of Base. Ace of Base. I, you were pr- really heavy into Ace of Base. Yeah. But so I don't know heavy that, that wrong. you didn't even realize that they had albums. It was just about the songs. It was yeah, just about the music yeah. for you. I just, I just you listened to all their songs on shuffle. Transcended albums yeah. at that point. Ace of Base. Okay. One right, two wrong, bitter enemies. <laughs> see if we can keep this going. I'm going to be so bad at this. All righty. The year is 1996. The album is Odelay. Odelay. <laughs> Who knows? Why couldn't he say Big Willie style? I had I have that r- ready to go. Who is that? Will Smith. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say Will Smith. That seems like Odelay? a natural yeah, combination yeah. Maybe, of yeah. words and things. Yeah. All right. I like your logic. I like your chutzpah. I wanted it to be Will Smith, so that's not I'm a bad say. word. What's that? Chutzpah. 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 That's how you say it. All right. Let's see if this is Will Smith. I, I, I'm i crossing 19- my fingers. 1996 albums. Gotta be. Odelay. It's gotta be. The answer? Beck. Beck. Very similar to Will Smith. Yeah. Okay. All right. This is your last chance. <laughs> I can't believe. Last chance for redemption. Okay. Yeah. You, you were around in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. You were I was, alive. I was young and not allowed to listen to the radio. <laughs> oh, so this may not have been the best topic. Or it is the best topic. Okay. Either yeah. way. 
And finally, Sir Nick, we're going to end it on my favorite album of all time. No pressure. The year is 1991. The album is 10. 1991. 1991. The album is 10. 10. I know this one. Yeah? Easy. Easy. I got it. Is it? Yeah. You seem to be stalling. No, I'm not stalling. I'll say it right now. Yeah. Give me a countdown. Three, four, no, sorry. Three, two, one, blast off. And do I say it? Do I just say it? Yeah. That's all I do? That's all you have to do. All right, all right. Give me a countdown. Is say it right now. All right, and I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm going to say it because I know it. Do you need a hint? No, I know it. Okay. I don't need a hint. Because it's 91. I know. It's very, yeah, I remember. Uh, you know, it's it, genre-wise, it uh, might be in the same ballpark as that first album that you mentioned and that first artist. Okay, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe from the Pacific Northwest area. Okay, yeah, of, exactly. Of the United States of America. I think, I, think I do know who it is. Pacific Northwest yeah. of a different country. I guess Canada would be the only other one. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the answer is Smash Mouth. (laughs) So close. (laughs) So very close. The answer, why it's only the greatest band of all time, Pearl Jam. Yeah, so uh, we're going to talk about what it means to be bitter enemies, but let's talk about Simon <laughs> Time first, along with doing shows seven nights a week. You can find out his schedule on facebook.com slash Simon Time Trivia. And you can hear, if you want to get a little bit of a taste of what Simon Time is all about, you can listen to his podcast at pftmedia.com or subscribe wherever you subscribe to podcasts. So we're going to play a quick song while... Luke Belasia, who does have a show coming up next week at uh, Fringe, starts on the 15th. On the 15th. Fringe starts on the 14th, but your first show is on the 15th. I'll be talking, we'll talk a little bit about um, how I might try to ruin that for you now that we're we're enemies. Bitter, bitter enemies. Bitter enemies. enemies. Yeah, not just enemies. We're bitter. Bitter. Okay. That's the way it tastes when you're enemies with me. Yeah, okay. We're going to play They Might Be Giants. This is from their album Flood. Twisting seems appropriate on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. The To Be Decided just started season four on their YouTube channel. What is The To Be Decided? I just said it's a YouTube channel. Who is The To Be Decided? The hosts are Miller and Davis. They tell some stories, review music, and generally make some really great videos. When are the two be that's redundant? Miller is also responsible for all the bumper music on this episode, in case you were wondering. Check out youtube.com slash the to be decided for more. Back to the show. They might be giants on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. You're listening to a certain degree. Every week, very special guest. This week, no exception. And if you missed any of the show, please subscribe to to a certain degree. Ugh. It just doesn't flow at all. I, hate I really it. should have fixed that. Uh, but you can catch more of the show with uh, Luke Belasia. You can listen to the whole thing uh, starting next Tuesday 
uh, right before his show starts at the Fringe Festival. Yeah. It is called How to Eat a Bear. I was waiting oh, for you to say oh, it. I, yeah. did, I could not remember. How to Eat a Bear. There's five showings at the Fringe. And obviously, there's just so much stuff going on at the Fringe. Um, something I take for granted is that people know what I'm talking about when I talk about the Fringe. So sure. this is the 28th annual uh, Orlando International Fringe Theater Festival. Um, it is the oldest running Fringe Festival in the U.S. That's it's nuts. one of the biggest. And one thing I learned this year in doing a story for the downtown community paper and interviewing Luke here about it is that there are over 350 entries to try to get into this Fringe Festival that has around 100 uh, openings. Yeah. Which is really neat. Yeah. And so uh, you're going to see stuff from locally. So about 50% of those entries are open to locals, 25% national, 25% international. You can see stuff from all over the place that you normally wouldn't get to see in terms of a theater sort of um, uh, medium, if you will. What I think is really neat about that is for first time writers or first time uh, playwrights like yourself, uh, Luke, this is an opportunity and it's sort of a, I don't want to say it's like a, uh, a, a low risk type of opportunity, mm. but certainly lower than renting out a theater and trying to do four or five shows on your own. Sure. So, I looked into that. Yeah. Like I was thinking, uh, okay, if I don't get in this time, this maybe is the that's what I'll do. You tried the lottery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I thought, okay, well, maybe... I could look into doing that by myself or just filming it somehow if I don't get in, but I got in, so no worries. So this will be a good way to see if maybe it does have a life beyond Fringe. Maybe you do yeah, it. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe there's a sequel. I don't know if any or of the characters... Or a squeakle. Yep. There could be some chipmunks. <laughs> I mean, it's in some of it is set in the woods, right? Yeah. So you could have uh, chipmunks at some point. Yeah, I want okay. to make a squeakle. Great, great. There's a, there is a squeakle in the works. Fantastic. If you want to learn more about Luke, you can also go to craftymcvillain.com. I want to learn a little more about you. Okay. So I'm always curious. Um, I used to ask people what their college experience was like. Okay. Until somebody came on who didn't have a college experience, was sure. successful nonetheless. But it made me realize that even that last sentence, that I have a bias in my head because mm -hmm. of culture uh, because of society, what we think is the path to be a successful person. Yeah, come on, man. Wake up. It's not very woke of you. It is. I'm trying to get more woke. So yeah. my question now is not what your college experience was like. It was what were your plans out of high school? Okay. And then what actually happened? So I'm curious, mm. you know, you're 17. If you missed the uh, earlier part of the show, you're 17. You're going into a studio uh, doing some uh, uh, music uh, without having any experience in music, you just decide to do something like that. So now you're in the 18-year-old range. Coming out of high school, what happened? Uh, well, um, something I don't really like to divulge about myself, but I will anyways, is that I was homeschooled, um, which I do not recommend doing. Really? Uh, no, yeah. Um, but it did allow me the opportunity to graduate kind of early. So I was 16 when I graduated um, oh, wow. High school, um, but I I hated school so much because <laughs> I was homeschooled and I was just grounded all the time because I yeah. Anyways, it's a long story, but um, I hated school so much that when I graduated, 
um, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And since I was, since I was like 16, I was like, well, I don't need to go to college right now. I'm 16. I have time. And so I didn't even know for sure if I wanted to do college just because I had such a bad taste in my mouth from, you know, just school in general. And so I kind of proceeded to waste my life <laughs> for a good few years for a, for a while. And um, I, I didn't really have any plans. I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what I wanted to do. And, and I, you know, like what teenager does really, I don't know. I hope not any of them because I don't want to feel as bad about myself. But I would say very few of them yeah, okay. know what they're going to oh, do or have some sort of good plan in place that is going to, not only a plan in place, but a plan that is absolutely going to 100% lead to success. Sure, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. Uh, when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a comedy rapper. Um, but, you know. As we all did as yeah. teenagers. So I, I, I knew that probably wasn't going to happen. And so I, I just didn't know what to do. And so I just kind of floundered for a long time and didn't really find much of a, much of a voice um, until much later in life. Um, when I was like in maybe mid twenties where I had a little glow up and, and, uh, and started to, I don't know, try to do something with myself. Um, what did that entail? Like, uh, writing, um, making little short videos and short films and and um like I uh I I wrote so many so many weird things that uh I don't I hope there are not online anymore but where did that where did that come from because I know you wrote some songs you know when you were a kid and yeah. then you had this you know it wasn't you, you kind of make it out to be this sort of bleak period yeah. of nothingness. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, looking back at it, was it something that you needed? I mean, you really didn't know what you wanted to do. So yeah. if someone had said you have to go to college, would that have been a successful thing I don't thing think for you so. At that no, point? no, yeah. I don't think so. Um, yeah. I mean, like, I, I guess I was just kind of, just kind of being a sponge for a while, just kind of soaking things in, just kind of Probably a lot of pop culture stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and just just kind of, I I was I've always been big into comic books, and so I was I was reading a lot of those and collecting a lot of that, and I think that was what I was mostly doing was just reading comic books and just kind of taking in a lot of comedy, and um and wanting to perform, wanting to write, wanting to do a lot of stuff, but then just not really doing it just because I don't know out of fear or just whatever 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 stops you depression that always uh, helps with that um and uh i once i started doing it once i just finally took a leap then i felt like i was making some progress in life yeah and where where was that and was it from a young age you were like okay this is sort of not a calling but this is something i'm passionate about this is something that i want to which, which is what like just uh, like comedy writing and in, in terms of um well i guess in middle school um i had um i went to like a little i was homeschooled in middle school as well but like one day out of the week i would go to like this prep school and um and like it was mostly homeschool kids and and we'd all converge for like one one day a week so that we would hopefully not grow up with crippling social issues um but uh, the teacher there was was 
pretty cool and um he would assign like writing assignments and sometimes most of the time it would be like essays but sometimes it would be sketches sometimes it would be short stories and i loved to do that um i always loved it uh, and and the classmates uh, like we would share them and so uh the classmates usually liked them as well and so i kind of learned that i really liked it and really wanted to do it um and was kind of good at it around then and I don't know why I didn't pursue more of it during high school and, and, and like early 20s. I don't know what was wrong with me. <laughs> well, I mean, you yeah. mentioned the, you know, the ability to go up and either record something and put it out there or, you know, for a lot of people, it's maybe stand-up comedy. Sure, yeah. Uh, that people do. The ability to go up and do that, it takes, you know, either a lot of confidence or a lack of fear. Mm, which sure. obviously sometimes looks like confidence, which yeah, is, yeah. you know, how I do the show. <laughs> Basically, okay. I'm not confident. I just have forgot about the fact that I'm scared sure. on occasion. <laughs> okay. Um, That's so, all we can do. Yeah. Sometimes you have to work up to it, right? I mean, sometimes yeah. it's not just something that, that clicks right away. You hide your light under a bushel basket or wherever yeah. the phrase goes. And uh, eventually, hopefully you get to a point where you can share it. Yeah, and I think um, I think depression, you know, was a huge factor in, in not doing it. So, for some reason, comedy and depression go really hand in hand, from what I've gathered. Comedy is just tragedy plus time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so some time went by, and then uh, I just found that I I, I I rekindled my love for writing and performing, and um, and I started just making videos on YouTube and. And then from there, did you go to? Did you go back to school? Did you eventually go to college? I did. Um, I well, I tried a couple of times to go back to college, um, and it, I just wasn't digging it. I didn't like what I had chosen to major in a couple of times. Like I tried graphic design, and I just wasn't digging it. And um, and then uh, in 2015, I went back to college for videography, um, and I because from making videos and just from making just dumb little YouTube videos, I've discovered that I really liked video edit and I really liked videography and natural connection and passion. Yeah. 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 And so I went back for that and I just graduated with my, with my degree there at Valencia and, um, and I'm, I'm still making dumb YouTube videos, but now they just look a little prettier. But, um, Yeah. They're actually, uh, so I will say, because you're obviously not one to promote yourself um, because you don't want to sound overly confident or cocky or anything, and you probably don't take compliments all that well either <laughs> if you're at all like me, but your videos are really good. So I, you know, I and I wouldn't well, say that if I, if I didn't say, you know, actually watch them and, you know, enjoy them. I've enjoyed them with my kids. I've enjoyed them on mm -hmm. my own. Um, because they're funny. Oh, awesome. Well, yeah. Thank you. So, um, you know, and what I like about them too is that, you know, and I mentioned this earlier is the ones where you're introducing yourself to food that you haven't eaten in the past. Okay. Yeah. Um, in some cases, very, uh, uh, normal food, food that is pervasive in society, yeah. such as catsup <laughs> catsup uh, no. and pie. You can't say it like that. Oh, sorry. Ketchup. Uh, I had a... I had a bit of a stroke there when you said that. 
uh, mayonnaise, uh, yeah. peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah. something you had never eaten up until right. that point. Um, so I think that it's it's some scripted stuff, but it's also there's some genuine like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. This is me having it a reaction to something less very that, genuine. I'm, I'm just starting out those. Yeah. I only have like three of those out now, but the scripted stuff I've, I've been doing for a while, like the Luke versus Luke that I and haven't done in a while, actually. But yeah, I, uh, I the scripted stuff will always have a special place in my heart just because I, I love to write. And Well, I think it's interesting. So you, your path took you to looking around and maybe you feel like it took you longer than it should have to get to where you wanted to go. But I don't like to have regrets. I, I mean, I am who I am now because yeah. of that. So, so you figured it out. You found yeah. a passion for something. You went to school for that. And yeah, you know, yeah, you've, you know, in many ways, you're farther ahead than uh, probably I was at your age, uh, probably than I am now at my age, 106 <laughs> years old. So no, I think that's good. Okay, well, good. Yeah, I'm not a failure. Okay, mom. <laughs> <laughs> great um if you want uh, to see any of luke's videos you can go to crafty and of course i would encourage you to also look up how to eat a bear yeah and it's gonna be a fringe five shows next week who knows what it'll turn into afterwards yeah, well yeah who knows I, I can't even think about that right now <laughs> i'm just so so overloaded with this fringe stuff it's it's uh it's exciting but it's nerve-wracking but, so I, but I'm, I'm getting i'm getting really excited for it it's gonna be fun your first time playwright your first time being in the fringe mm-hmm. um i know a lot of the people in the fringe staff and i've okay. heard a lot of good things about the way that it's set up i mean you don't do something for 28 years and grow it just about every year without it being um, uh, you know, without thinking about it and being very sure. purposeful in the approach. So can you talk a little bit about what it was like from the, okay, so you entered the lottery, you had an idea of what you wanted to do. I think your play was already written or was already it was pretty mostly well sketched written. out. But for some people, they enter the lottery and they have no idea whether or not they're going to get in. So they don't write anything. That's nuts. At that point. Yeah. So Good for them, hey. The application process, I think, happens September, October, and then they find out early December yeah. is the lottery draw. And you find out, what was the next step like for you? Um, like, what was your next decision? What did you have to tell them? My next decision, like fringe? Yeah. Well, uh, you have a little bit of time to pay the for the stage. Um. And so that was, I knew that I wanted to do it, but I knew that I had like, okay, worst case scenario, like let's say Mac doesn't feel like he wants to do this right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, I could just not pay it and just let someone from the wait list get in there and get it and get in my place. But I wanted to do it. He wanted to do it. So we just went ahead and paid for the stage and, um, and uh, started panicking immediately. Uh-huh. So you have the stage reserved. Yeah. You chose to do five shows. I think you can do what, five, four to seven or something I like that? I think you can, yeah, something like that. Five to seven shows. Yeah, yeah. So you did five because you're like, let me. I didn't know what to pick. Yeah. When I was picking number of shows, I just kind of said, I don't know. Uh, 
You also have to pick the venue. Five so, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think they have some pretty good videos in terms of kind of showcasing they what do. the venues look yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was very helpful because I knew kind of what I needed. I, I knew I, I didn't I didn't I don't need a whole lot for mine show. I don't need a whole lot of like uh, technical stuff. I don't need a whole lot of lights. Um, I don't need a projector or anything. I just I just needed I just wanted a good amount of seats and um, I didn't need too much because I I mean, who am I kidding? I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to sell out a 500 stage 500 seat stage. But um, and I knew I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> to be the brown venue because it's themed for bears. It does yeah. seem to have a natural tie-in. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and then that one worked out perfectly. I mean, you are taking some bears out of the mix, but mm. it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We weren't going to get any. You weren't going to get any of those bears to the yeah. show anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Fortunately. Very nice. Um, We got to go. <gasps> oh, snap. Yeah. Okay. It goes by quick. That does. I'm a joy to talk to. I, I thought so. I'm a joy sauce to talk to. <laughs> That's a callback from earlier. If you missed any of the show, please subscribe to to a certain degree. And uh, you can also listen to it on SoundCloud and any anywhere you get a podcast. Mm-hmm. You can get this one. So should we go through the list, all of them? Uh, Spotify. Apple. You? Really? iTunes. Wow. Which is Apple. Google, we out. Stitcher. What? Yeah. Then there's more, but we won't go through all those. Um, you can catch Luke Belasia at craftymcvillain.com and at Fringe, How to Eat a Bear. Get your tickets now. You can buy them online. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. So Fringe starts the 14th. But before that, on May 11th, we've got the College Park Spring Fest 2019. They used to be called Dancing on the Drive. That starts at 5 p.m. Ooh. You know, you're going to want to go because the headliner is the Nashville Yacht Club Band. So, of course, they're going to be playing Yacht Rock the entire time. You're going to want to go because there's a wine and beer garden with wine from Digress Wine and beer from Ivanhoe Park Brewing. You're also going to want to go because I'm the MC at that event. So that's this weekend. They're going to close down Edgewater and be out there on the street. Just like, that you know, dangerous. I'm from the street. We're going to be on the street. May 12th is Mother's Day to certainery.com to find your Mother's Day gifts. If you haven't already, local gift guide. It's a gift guide of local gifts. It's a guide to buying something local for your mom, the most important woman on your li- in your life on that fake holiday. So uh, May 13th, Banks Helfrich will be here. May 14th is the start of the Fringe, as I mentioned. And Fringe Feels starts on the 16th. And so I'll be there with typewriters so you can write your thank you notes. Also be at uh, On Target Digital Marketing on May 16th. Coffee and Content, that event that you went to last month that I saw you at. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, It's a meetup for content creators and digital marketers. I'll be talking about repurposing content. Interesting. So you should go to that. So basically I'll use you as an example how to uh, uh, repurpose your uh, stage play for other media. Okay. I will not do that. Oh, okay. I don't, I oh. don't think that would be very accurate of me to do something like oh, that. Fine. Uh, Luke, let's shake hands. Let me just wipe my hand off. Okay. I'm I think it makes for mouth. good radio. Yes. Oh, it's very clammy. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Very clammy. Um, I kept it in my underwear this whole time. Bummed out. <laughs> By that, you've been listening to a certain degree on WPRK, Winter Park, Florida. I'm going to release Luke back out into the wild. 
where I will roam free. Yeah. If you love something, set it free. If you're bitter enemies, hunt it down afterwards. All right. I'll Choice look out sauce. for you. Yeah. You, you better be. Bitter enemies. Uh, let's hear one more song before the Orlando Theater Hour comes on at 9 o'clock. Uh, we are going to hear the low anthem with Champion Angel from their album. Oh, my God, Charlie Darwin. I think that's how you should say it. I don't know if that's how yeah. they meant for it to be pronounced. Thanks. Have a great week. All right. You too. I wasn't talking to you. Oh, damn it. Bye-bye. And that's the show. Thanks for listening to A Certain Degree. Where do you go from here? Tell your friends about how awesome this episode was. Subscribe to the show wherever you subscribe. And also check out toacertaindegree.com. That's T-O-A, certaindegree.com. That was such a good episode. Luke is really funny. Was I really funny? Was I the bear? Are all of us the bear? Let me know. Thanks for listening. I'll truly miss our little talks.